Let's play D and D, you and me, and all of our best friends. Let's play D and D, our favorite RPG. Escape our life and play pretend for a while. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. I'm Morgan, and I'm Nathan. And today, we are going to be talking about gameplay etiquette. Yeah, gameplay etiquette is, uh, it's kind of, it sounds like a very broad topic, but we're, you know, we're kind of specifically going to be talking about, um, you know, kind of just like the respect for the game, the respect for the other players at the table, and uh, of course, the respect for the DM. Um, and then even as the DM, there has to be that, uh, that same like etiquette and uh, politefulness back towards the players. Yeah, you always want to keep this balance, right, of mutual respect for each other. One of the biggest, most important things is respect. Yeah. All around um, having respect for other people at the table, and that comes in many forms. Um, So as someone who is mostly a player and sometimes a DM, um, you have to have respect for the time that the DM has committed to creating the game and, like, being there, running the game, making up all of these things, improving things, because I feel like there's never, ever a session where something isn't improv. If your DM is somehow, I don't know how, but somehow refusing to improv, um, you're not playing d Throw them away. And and it's going to be terrible. (laughs) I, you, you, I, I, if your DM doesn't improv at least like a little bit, like you can't. I don't. I don't even know if you can call D and D anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sam. I mean, you no, got it. <laughs> it's got to be a little bit. In there. You got to be able to, you know, shift things around. You may come like even if you're railroading pretty hard, like you're gonna have to have moments of like getting off the rails for a second, reining everyone yeah. back in, and putting it back on. Yeah, but all in all, the the time commitment that it takes to be a DM is astronomical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's the millennial uh, Gen Zer cusp in me coming out. <laughs> the volume in this bus is astronomical. <laughs> uh, My gosh. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. Um, we are a meme sometimes. <laughs> Nathan, do you feel old yet? Sometimes uh, I do. I don't, there's other times <laughs> where I'm making references, and then there's, and then I'm like, I don't know. I feel like my references are older. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I have, I have both. I have Vine and TikTok. Uh, yeah. Take a pick. Those are my meme sources. I, uh, I mean, I unironically say "yeet" about things, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, same. I okay, another small teeny tiny tangent. I use yeet a lot in my sessions when I'm DMing, especially <laughs> one shots, and I'm just like, I'm gonna yeet this bitch right over there. <laughs> just <laughs> like you're playing with some people, I'm sure they're just like, um, is that an action you can take? Is that a bonus yes. action? <laughs> they yes. like they don't know what yeet so, is. <laughs> your is your, your options boomer. are. Um, attack, disengage, 
uh, hide or yeah. yeet. Yeah. <laughs> to yeet or not to yeet. That is the question. Yeah. That's, that's my question in my head every time I pick anything up. To yeet or not to yeet? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm holding something, uh, that is the question. I just, I want to take a second to say I'm not editing any of this out. This is just going to be a chaotic as hell podcast. Um, Because this is... Episode 9 where it goes to shambles. (laughs) (laughs) We're not heading out any of the political stuff at the beginning. (laughs) So I legitimately made a potion that you can throw something equal to your jump distance, I believe, um, of any size simply by yelling yeet before you throw it. Was I mean, yeah, was that in the, the drunk D&D? That was in the drunk D&D. Yeah, I thought so. Drunk, the drunk as D&D long as you As wild. long as you yell yeet, you can throw something uh, up to your jump distance okay. of speaking of wi- this is Yours is a potion, but speaking of wild magic items, um, I haven't actually read through this book yet, but I saw something today very briefly on Twitter that Chris Perkins had tweeted out about, and I'm pretty sure it's in the Icewind Dale book, that they have a um, scroll of, like, Tarrasque summoning. Does anybody know about this? Where you can, like, speak the word of the scroll and summon a Tarrasque anywhere within one mile of, uh, of, like, of your vi- you have to be able to see, but like one mile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have the book too. I just didn't, I, I didn't read through it. I just saw like a tweet or something about it. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at that. Although that is great. I'm laughing because um, WIP posted in the uh, Twitch chat a spell from Reddit called Power Word Yeet. <laughs> A seventh level transmutation. Instantaneous. You touch a creature within range and it is instantly flung in a direction you choose. The creature flies in a straight line for 120 feet or until it encounters the ground, a larger creature or solid object, taking 12d6 bludgeoning damage on impact. Any creatures in the path of the affected creature may make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw to avoid being hit taking half as much damage as the spell's target on a failed save. That is incredible, and I'm saving it for future use. I just I like that it's a thread. touch spell because I just imagine you, like, walking up to someone, like, not, like, in a battle. You're just, like, in the street of, like, a major city, and you just walk up to some dude, and you're just, you're just like, fuck you two, and you just, like, <laughs> poke him in the side a little bit, and you're like, <laughs> and just, just, just ever so quietly eat. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, that's another thing. You know, we can we can bring this around from the tangent we're on. Homebrew things take a shitload of time to make. Um, I homebrew everything I do. Yeah. As far as campaign wise, and I homebrew like magic items sometimes for my characters. I make them specific to their um, character. Uh, Matt can attest. uh, Mod Matt. I once made him a boomerang that was the fuck off boomerang. Or no, it was the piss off off boomerang because Australia. Um, 
is great. But it takes a lot of time and dedication. And when you're playing something that somebody works so hard on, then you need to have the respect to be present, be engaged, be involved with what the DM is telling you. Because they put all that work into this. They didn't do that for you to piss around and not pay attention to like important story details. They don't want to get hit with the piss off boomerang. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of like uh, one of the kind of crucial parts of this topic about gameplay etiquette, right? Is when other people are showing up to enjoy the game, engage with the game, and they're putting in the work for it. Cause it, I mean, not just the DM puts in work. Uh, I mean, the players definitely do too. It's just like, I think that there's a different level for the DM. I mean, I, I know for like myself before, like a main session campaign of um, our weekly D and D game, if it, you know, when it's weekly, like yeah. I, I put in usually I would say a minimum of two hours a week. Um, and somewhere it's upwards of six. I mean, I put in and like there's, and that's, you know, playing online when I used to play more in person pre COVID life. Um, and I would build battle maps and paint minis specifically for sessions and things like that. Like I could put out anywhere from 10 to 12 hours weekly into a game. Um, and I know there's people that put even more effort than that. I mean, I, I just... Uh, they're not rookie numbers. Uh, I'm just good at what I do. Uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> Alyssa, two hours. Those are rookie numbers. I know. Alyssa, pump those um, up. <laughs> Alyssa has quite a few prep sessions yeah. throughout the week um, that last pretty long, and I feel bad because I like <laughs> to join, but um, <laughs> I, I only tease. I I I, I really just. Um, I've, I've streamlined my process and, uh, I also improv a lot. So, um, yeah. which leads to me being a little frantic about to trying to like note things back down, um, in the games, but, and I also like, uh, I, I would say pre like campaign as far as like a lot of fleshing out of the world and things like that. And like being my homebrew world and stuff like that. If I was coming up with a homebrew world on the first um, you know, like for, like during the game, if it was being flushed out during the game, or if I was like playing in you know Forgotten Realms or something like that, I'd have to do a lot more work than what I do. But yeah, I really, I mean, it, on average weekly, it's it's only just a couple hours, um, because it's just like preparing what I have planned for the session, and if that goes off the rails, then I mean, fuck it, it just goes off the rails, <laughs> and I've got yeah. to improv anyway. Alyssa says, yeah, mostly I just talk instead of prep. Yeah. I mean, I've I did. Been to pre- <laughs> I've been to prep sessions before. Um, I would absolutely join the prep sessions a lot more. But the problem is that you're going to be in my campaign and I'm in your campaign. So if we're in the same prep session working together, it's really hard to talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So just make sure that you are respecting the time that the DM is putting into things. Pay attention, be involved, be engaged, um, really invest in something that they've invested in. Yeah. Um, 
Well, and then above the DM, you know, I talked about there, you know, outside of the game, there is work that players put into the game. I'm not going to pretend there's not. Um, but I'd say really like there's, <clears throat> I'd say really there's more of an issue of respecting other players when they call for story beats that may not imp- include your character. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about this, I mean, constantly, you know, D&D, at least in, you know, my opinion and Morgan's opinion is like, it's collaborative storytelling, right? And part of collaborative storytelling is the DM isn't constantly holding the reins and steering the story. As a player, you have to be able to have the trust with the table to say, hey, can I have this moment with this person or this character or this NPC? Mm-hmm. Let me pull, you know, and like kind of the idea that like the D&D game is like a movie. Like, can the camera follow me for a minute and like me go do this? And it may not include anyone else in the party. It could be a single, you know, the one player, you know, with the NPC or the, you know, you could say, hey, can I like have this minute kind of to themselves? And they like are sitting there like, you know, like, kind of having that moment to role play as themselves and have like a moment of breath and like talk to themselves. I mean, it's whatever the case may be, like being yeah. able to respect the other players at the table, if they're going to call again, like kind of the camera away from you, that that's okay. Like you can let that happen and you can be respectful and not be causing, you know, the chaos at the table, not drawing attention away from it, not ignoring it. Um, and, and having having that be okay, and then once you're, you know, putting that respect out towards your other players, if you want to call for a moment, you now have, I think, you know, you kind of have earned in a way the, the ability to call for that moment yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point of it being collaborative is that it isn't about any one singular person. Um, but... If something is happening in the storyline that directly relates to one person, then you have to let that person have their moment because you'll have your moment eventually. If your DM is running the game where they're attempting to engage every player, you will have your moment. Yeah. Um, and if, if that isn't happening, if you're constantly being overshadowed like in a legitimate way, then have a conversation with your DM. Tell them, hey, not really getting anything like with my character. I'm not getting any moments with my character where I can add to the story or push the story along with my character. What can we do to change that? Um, but that's something that you bring up outside of the campaign. Yeah. That's, that's not something that you stop the session in the middle and say, hey... I'm not getting to do anything. I want to do something like that's, that's rude. That's rude. <laughs> Nobody will like, please you daddy. That. May I have some more time? <laughs> please. I want it, some... daddy. No, we're, we're not doing that at the table. And it's, you know, it, you'll get that time. If, <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, making that kind of joke. as like, like if you, uh, if you give the respect, you know, if you eat your vegetables, you can have your dessert kind of thing. Of like, if you respect the other players and you, you know, listen to what's happening and you engage in the game, even when it's not focused on you, then guess what? You get to, you know, enjoy those moments where you get to have all the spotlight. Um, yeah. And 
I don't want to be like, you know, I don't want to sound kind of mean about it and say like, you don't deserve the spotlight if you don't, but you kind of don't like, if you're going to be a jerk, like you don't, you don't deserve the spotlight time. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you're someone that constantly tries to steal it, then you're not going to earn it. Well, and I know like (laughs) as a DM, I know for me, like if I see one player like constantly stealing other people's spotlight, guess what? I know they're going to come steal the spotlight, so I'm not going to come shine the light on them. I'm like, there's, I'm going to be like, cool. I need to try to continue focusing on the other people because if I shine the light on this person specifically, I know they're going to come steal all the thunder of everyone in the first place. They're going to have all the attention they need. I don't need to focus on them. And guess what? You didn't get any of that attention you're wanting now, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you and usually if you're interrupting someone else's spotlight time, then I'm going to turn away from, you know, you're going to be being, like I said, kind of turned away from. So, and then, yeah, kind of that is twofold there. You're going to be getting turned away from for stealing everyone's spotlight. And then I know for me as a DM, if you're stealing the spotlight all the time, I'm not going to be focusing on giving you the spotlight because I know you're going to steal it anyway. So I'm going to be focusing on other people. So now you're twofold not getting any time when you could have just been respectful of the other players and bada bing, bada boom. Now you're like (laughs) good to go. Bada bing, bada boom outside the spotlight. Kind of alongside of that is when you're in active role-playing situations, make sure that you're respecting the moments that are shared with other players or with the DM. Um, Don't, don't throw away something good because you're just being an ass, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, that, that really is like when there's something, you know, like these RP moments are going on between other players or between the DM, being able to have respect for them of not interrupting it, not causing issues, not, and, you know, paying attention, being engaged, even when you're not being engaged yourself is, is something that, creates a lot of trust at the table too um where people feel comfortable to have emotional rp moments or you know just serious topics and really um you know progress their story their character story the overall story for the game and the party um and if you are that player who's breaking it up and like being like fuck this sucks let's (laughs) let's move on I don't want I don't want to talk to that old fart again like yeah you know it's like okay well <gasps> now you could have went there and talked to him and not been a jackass and you would have found out everything you need to know right or that was somebody that was going to give you some like extra special magic items or some shit like you just lost out on that that was your puppy um, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm killing him I'm all the bad guys Chuck Chucky Vicky says simple rule don't be a dick I mean, really, that's, I feel like that's funny of, like, uh, um, it kind of comes down to that, is don't be a dick. Be be nice to the people at the table. Um, you know, be respectful of what they've got going on, what they're working on, what they're trying to bring to the spotlight. Um, and I think it's, it's funny to me sometimes to think of it this way, but it's, like, it's one way that's, like, helped me work on being a better storyteller in a way is thinking of things in a like tv show movie kind of thing with that like Mm -hmm. where's the spotlight pointing now of not just like there's a lot of things going on and it's a little bit of chaos be like 
cool. Let's give this moment its time to shine. Yeah. Miss Alyssa says, is that a dick move rule? Yeah. Um, that's something that she impl- she has implemented in her game. Now, we haven't brought it up yet because, thankfully, none of our players have pulled a dick move. But basically, if another player does something that you find is just out of line in the game, then you call out, is that a dick move? And then everybody except for the DM will vote on it. Um, now, you have to use discretion when you're doing this. Um, you have to not abuse it you know it can really help if you're in the session and someone's just being an asshole then you can just look at them and be like is that a dick move and then everybody kind of has their chance to vote and say yeah that's a dick move or no that's not a dick move and move on yeah and and i think that that's something that you, if you're if you're the DM, you kind of need to be doing in the first place. Um, but I think that that's definitely something that's very cool to implement. Of like, in the moment, being like, "Hey, is that dick move?" Everyone votes, and they're like, "Yeah, that sucks." That's <laughs> like that. That is terrible. Let's move on from that. I feel like that's like it's almost funny of like though. Like if you're that, if <laughs> if you're like the. Uh, person on the like receiving end of that it it feels like you're on like survivor and (laughs) jeff probes is the dm you've been cut off yeah as i bump my shit uh (laughs) yeah i just feel like that's a very like you're just like you're like sitting there you're trying to do something even if it is a dick move you're like maybe you don't realize it is in the moment and then all of a sudden everyone's like Guess what, motherfucker? We're voting you off. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dick move. Uh, Alyssa <laughs> says it allows the players to be heard. And I like that. Um, it takes the DM out of a situation and allows the players to be like, listen, this isn't something, this isn't cool. This isn't okay. We don't like it. And then as I feel like as the DM, if something like that happens, you can at the end of the session go to the um, the person who asked, is that a dick move? And be like, hey, is everything okay? Is like, is this bothering you? What's yeah. going on? And you can address the issue with the person um, so that you can make sure that the session isn't just shitty for them because it always sucks when there's one person that's like being a dick to everybody and the dm doesn't really realize it or notice it because that happens sometimes you're playing with a bunch of people and there's one person being a dick but the dm (gasps) doesn't realize it and you just have to have that ability to say like hey i think this is a dick move does anybody else think think it's a dick move if nobody else does, well, then you move on and you just have a chat with that person and yeah. make sure that everything's okay. Well, and I think that, um, you know, I think Alyssa's gone about this in a really good way of kind of putting that out there, that that's an implemented rule um, prior to their to their games. Because yeah, if I was in a game, like as a player, and all of a sudden one of the other players, like I joined a game late or something, and one of the other players goes, 
hey, I think that's a dick move. And like the DM's like, all right, guys, who else? Who else? I'd be like, <laughs> and call, and call, and call, and call. <laughs> Turn, <laughs> rip my computer out of the wall, <laughs> run away. <laughs> I would uh, flee for my life. Uh, and I think that's, like I said, I think that it's very fair to have that. Like, I think it's a very cool idea. But I will just put out there that I really think that as, as long as you're doing it in the way that Alyssa does of like having it implemented very straightforward, that that is something that is going to be at the table. Um, that's totally cool. But legitimately, yeah. I would have a full blown panic attack if someone decided to start voting on if I made a dick move in a game <laughs> without me knowing. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. If you're going to have rules, if you're going to have certain things, if you're going to have house rules, then you need to make sure that everybody is aware of them. Yeah. I'm losing my voice already tonight, guys. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. Like I said, I just wanted to be, sh be sure to put that out there because I don't want someone to listen to our <laughs> podcast and then go to their next game and be like, DM, we need to pull out the don't be a dick rule. And everyone needs, <laughs> cause it, like me, this is something if you want to, if you're a player and you listen to this and you want to try to establish this with your DM, cool your dm and you want to talk to your players about this being implemented cool I, I just truly terrifies me to think about this being introduced in the middle of a session and the player that's on the receiving end just like fully letting <laughs> loose <themselves>. yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say letting loose in their pants <laughs> yeah <laughs> you say it nicely i say it blunt yeah um yes session uh randy Wright says all rules not in the book need to be discussed beforehand. And Alyssa follows up with, yes, I think session zero is so important to make sure that everyone understands the way rules and house rules will be implemented. Yeah, we're definitely going to do a session zero, how to do it kind of uh, episode yes. at some point. Um, we've we, This has came up quite a few times. And um, so session zeros are, are definitely very important. I, I think every game should use them. I understand that sometimes there may not be a possibility for that. And I also think that if you everyone's shown it for session one, there's nothing wrong with taking the first half hour to an hour to have a session zero where you just kind of go over the expectations for the game. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, if you don't make your rules and your expectations known, then people are going to fall short. Yeah. Because... If they don't know what they're reaching for, they're never going to reach it. Um, this is Those are some true facts about life. Morgan's laying <laughs> them on at y'all right now. Man. <laughs> true <Who> words. D&D <laughs> in real life, crossing paths. Um, it's true, though. If, if people don't know what your expectations are, they will always fall short of them. Yeah. And... If you don't lay those out and let people know what your expectations are, then you're going to run into the risk of people feeling disrespected and you feeling disrespected because they didn't know, so they broke a rule or didn't follow yeah. a rule or did something outside of what your expectations were. Put that on my coffee mug. I'm, <laughs> that's my inspirational <laughs> quote for the, for the, for the year. Is, is that our t-shirt? If you don't set your expectations, people will always fall short of them. <laughs> For real, though. I mean, that's... that's. Oh, bump my mic. We're, we're skilled podcasters. Don't worry, guys. Um, 
I bumped mine. You're fine. Uh, Listen, we are amateurs. But no, I mean that's 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 really very true in, in all cases of if you set your expectations without sharing them with someone else, like how are they going to know where where to meet you? You know, especially I think this is very important in playing these games that a lot of us are now online with people that we may not know. Um, I guess this was more, uh, you know, I haven't been doing this recently, but when COVID first started and I was first getting into games, it was with people that I wasn't comfortable with yet. And mm-hmm. if I just set all these high expectations without expect, you know, talking to them about it, how are they going to know where to meet me at? And then I'm like, oh, this sucks because no one's where I want to be. Yeah. Um, but if you lay that out really clearly, you know, you can end up building a really strong group of people to play with. Um, and I think, again, like I said, that stretches out beyond games. If you do that in your real life, you're going to build really strong friendships, just period, and um, and things like that. I know uh, here in the Twitch chat, Randy Wright says, some people have crazy homebrew rules, and not everyone is going to be okay with them. doesn't make them bad. They just need to be known. I mean, yeah, like I, I, one of the biggest issues that I had in, in starting our game is that uh, – Previously, I all my monster stats, I always used trash stats instead. Um, but I didn't discuss that pregame, so now I can't do it. <laughs> dumb jokes. Dumb, dumb jokes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so we talked about some things to make sure you do. And we briefed on a few of these next things, but I feel like it's worth it to say them all again. So, here are some things you definitely should not do during a session. Be on your phone. I'm on my phone right now. <laughs> Don't be on your phone during a session. I'm, I get on my phone, too, during the podcast. I know, it's I like so funny that I'm, like, I'm doing something on my phone real quick as you were transitioning, and the thing <laughs> you transitioned to is don't be on your phone. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> and now, this is something that... There's exceptions. There's exceptions to every rule, okay, as far as, like, the things not to do. There's no exception to the have respect for your DM and other players. No. That is something that you should always do. But for these next few things, there's some exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, don't be on your phone. You know, stay engaged in what is happening and pay attention to what is happening. Now, like I said, the exception is... Do you randomly get a phone call while you're trying to have a conversation? Because I am. Um, and so I'm going to look at it real quick to turn it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how convenient that these things are happening while we're talking about it. Um, yeah. So things like that. And things like, you know, emergency situations Obviously, if you're getting a message from your parents or your significant other or things like that that yeah. are important, then obviously, you know, put those, it's put those fine. phone calls on emergency bypass and say, only call me if emergency. Right. But like, just playing games on your phone during the session, shit like Facebook that, game. that is so disrespectful. If I hear, um, if I hear TikTok. <laughs> Under the table, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna throw a book at you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You see this uh, D4 
It's going straight to your freaking dome piece. Um, I'm looking for whatever's heaviest. Actually, that's probably my microphone. If I'm this thing is okay, random, but this thing is very heavy. <laughs> it's like very sturdy construction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't be on your phone. That's rude. Um, another thing, having conversations at the table that don't relate to the game. Yeah. Now, we are known for our tangents. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and we go off a lot. But there's a difference between going off on a fun tangent and coming back after five minutes versus somebody's having a moment. Like, if the tangent involves everybody yeah. and everybody's cool with that tangent, that's one thing. Oh, yeah. Come, come play, hang out in our Zoom calls for my games. Like, we'll, <laughs> we'll just sit there, talk. we'll just in the middle of something be like be looking to rule up and then everyone's just having a conversation but then we just go cool finished or or we'll say because our sessions are really long nathan will be like all right let's take a five or a ten go get a drink go to the bathroom and we'll be back and half an hour later we're still sitting bullshitting and then we finally get in the game and that's okay (laughs) but yeah. yeah it's it's mostly when a character, characters, or the character in the DM, or the DM is having a moment, like a legitimate role play moment, battle moment, whatever it is, and you just start talking to other people. That's so rude. Yeah. Like, well, like you know, if if you've got the DM talking to one player, and it's like this intimate moment where like their long lost lover is like dying on the battlefield and they're having their last words and then Jim and Sarah over on the other side of the table like hey what are you doing after session today do you want to get some pizza I'm pretty hungry yeah yeah the DM forgot he forgot to buy food today so I'm, I think we should get some food like I'm and I hear that as I'm like in this moment where I'm like you were my only love are you kidding me like <laughs> you know it's That is when you go, you, sir and madam, have been smoted. The the secret is also don't forget the pizza. But uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I I will smite people for being assholes. Yeah, like I'll just be like, (laughs) hey, you know this person's deity. You're being an asshole, and they don't like it. So guess what? Smite. Yeah. Um, like stop well and it, yeah it really comes down to the fact of like um you know that that's kind of a, a you know me having fun example but like there's really you know just like especially you're playing with your friends and stuff like that like maybe you haven't seen each other in a while so you're sitting there and there's this like emotional rp moment and like you're kind of bored maybe it's just not interesting you whatever the case is and like you just turn over to somebody else at the table and you're like hey how's the kids <laughs> you've been doing good (laughs) how's work why are you having this conversation at the table like put put that aside if you need if you need a moment wait till the the moment that's so important is over and then just say like you know oh can we take a break like i want to have a breather and talk to you know jimothy about if he's having uh jimothy jimothy's (laughs) back (laughs) (laughs) that's that's one of my go-to's um See if Jimothy's having, uh, you know, I want to hear how Jimothy's work's been going. And, and, like, take that break or something. You know, you don't have to have that conversation at the table because if you were having an emotional RP moment, and I, I especially at me as the DMs, maybe you, you were having that with that player you were talking to, 
And then I was like, oh, man, all right, I'm pretty hungry. You guys want to get some food after they finish this up? <laughs> like, you would be so upset. That would be awful to experience. Like, yeah. Um, you know, so don't do it to somebody else. Like, I, you know, this is just a, uh, again, a life thing. Put yourself in someone else's shoes. Like, if you yeah. wouldn't want that to happen to you, why are you doing it to someone else? <laughs> Exactly. It's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done unto you. God. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really sometimes that simple. It's like if you wouldn't want someone to be talking over you and being a jerk, then why are you doing it to them? And then, you know, I think along with the, um, you know, having conversations is if someone's having a moment, not talking over them, you know, not going where somebody's talking having this moment and you just like jump into the conversation while they were right in the middle of saying something and then you're just like instead of like being like oh sorry like uh, are stopping you just start getting louder so that you're the one in the conversation now uh smite (laughs) like that's awful don't do that to people dude well and and also yeah it's like you know this that's awful right (laughs) morgan starts talking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, that's awful. It like, makes me want to punch you yeah. through the screen. <laughs> like exactly. That it is literally one of my biggest pet peeves. Like if if you and somebody else start talking at the same time, it isn't that hard to just go, "Oh, sorry. Go ahead." And like let them restart what they were saying, let them finish, and then you go. It's literally not that hard. <laughs> well, and it's like, like See, I thought go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, but like me, me and Morgan do this a lot, especially because we're like, you know, we do our, we're not in person for this. So there's also a little bit of like, we don't read each other's like body language and things like you do in a real, you know, in person conversation where we'll start to talk to each other. But we, and like, this is something that it honestly works out pretty nice. Like editing the podcast is like, usually we know where we don't have things that we want said because let me tell you, if we're both talking at the same time and I have to edit like blank space into like both of our audio tracks or something like that, that would be awful. We, we both stop and you can just cut the little bit of like crossover out of whoever was stopping talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's what you should do in, you know, in a, in a game of like, if, you know, maybe you had a moment, you thought that they were taking, they were done talking, but they were just like having that moment of like um, silence to like, think about what they're saying next Mm -hmm. or um, leave that moment for like a bit of heaviness and then they start talking again and you're talking saying oh okay sorry finish and then jump in afterwards and then again we go back to that spotlight idea let them keep the spotlight and then have the spotlight for yourself afterwards don't try to share the spotlight and then have it on half of you each you know I like to think of it as like depending on the situation, sometimes that spotlight is very narrow. It's only for one person. You can't fit both of Mm -hmm. you in there. Um, And take that time to say, okay, in this situation, like now you're finished now, okay, you step out. Now I'm going to step in and I'm going to have a moment to say what I'm saying. And then we can alternate back and forth. But if you're both in there just butting heads, um, and then especially if you're doing that with another player, the DM's sitting there just like, (laughs) what's happening who do i who do i talk who's what you're talking i I can't take both of these conversations in and i think that that's you know dms aren't you know these you know robotic you know i can listen to 60 noises at one time and process them all like if you're both talking to me at one time 
I cannot pick them both up. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, especially online, it's something you have to work on. And I feel like, you know, nine episodes in, Nathan and I have gotten to that point where even if we do interrupt each other sometimes or, like, catch the end of the last sentence with the beginning of the next, like, we 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 take that second to be like, okay, you were saying something, you can, you can finish, finish your thought, and then I'm going to go ahead. Um, the thing that frustrates me is a lot of people, because I've had this happen before, and I've brought it up to, you know, the people who do it, and they say, well, if I don't say what is on my mind right now, I'll forget it. <laughs> Bitch, write it down. <laughs> like, Especially if you're playing at a computer, you've got this whole magical thing in front of you called a keyboard. You just type yeah. Just open like, up if it's, something. <laughs> type it into Google. <laughs> if you're like, yeah. oh, uh, I, I can't, I didn't want to pull up a WordPad or something, or you know, a Microsoft document. Just type it into Google. <laughs> yeah, if you're so worried about what you what you have to say mattering, then write it and then say it when that person is finished. Yeah. It, it's not it's not a hard thing to do. Yeah, it's it's really not a challenging thing to do. I guess, especially if you're um, a respectful person with your other players and DM at the table. Um, This goes back to the don't be a dick rule of um, if you're being respectful of other players, like let them have their moment and don't talk over them. I really, I really don't like to hear that. Like, um, especially, like I said, when there's like that lull and you start to talk and then they start to talk at the same time. Instead of going, oh, sorry, I didn't know you weren't finished. You just raised your voice. I'm going to throw a book at you across the table. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> don't don't raise your voice to continue talking over someone when you already are trying to steal their moment. I have to say, when I'm the DM, like, if we're in a voice chat that is, like, in my Discord server and I can control it, if you're one of those people, I will fucking server mute you. Like, I will go to your little name and right-click it and hit server mute. And guess what? Ain't nobody can hear you talking except you now. Hey, you can that do that person's going to finish. You, if you're the DM and you host the Zoom, a Zoom call, you can do that on Zoom, too. Yeah. Like, no. If we're in person, I'm throwing a book at your head. If we're online, I'm going to mute you. Or <laughs> like, if the other funny thing, if you ever do host games in Zoom... You can also kick people back out to the lobby. That's very funny. <laughs> Just you're, you're on punishment. You're on timeout. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Nathan's ever done that to one of us before in our sessions. No, I was not being mean, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> this, this uh, is, that's a topic you did, for you did online it to prove play. a point. <laughs> yeah. But oh, maybe that's something, that's something we'll talk about if we, if we go into... Uh, we'll definitely probably at some point at least have an episode about um, how to play D&D online and like, um, you know, different tools and stuff to do that. We'll, I'll talk about uh, my use of the um, lobby of Zoom calls. I've also kicked everyone out to a Zoom call in a dramatic moment to have a one-on-one with a player. Oh. And uh, everyone was screaming, <laughs> and the the player that was receiving the the one on one was just going like, "What's happening? Why is everyone going away?" And then all of a sudden, it was just us there, and they're just like, 
yeah, we were like, <laughs> they were on the Zoom audience, call, yeah. and we were on the Discord server, and we were like, what's going on? What the fuck's going on? What are, what are you doing with Safi? What yeah. is happening? Why are we not in the Zoom call anymore? <laughs> yeah, very It's funny. terrifying. Um, <laughs> uh, that was definitely one of uh, a highlight moments of uh, the home game for me, of, like, having that moment where, like, I could just... We're sitting there, and it was funny because it was, like, a very, like, solemn and serious moment um, and things like that. Um, but we were trying also just not to laugh, you know, because we're having a, playing a game together, whether we're being serious or not. And both of us are just seeing the Discord just, like, beep, 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 just <laughs> blowing up of, like, what is happening? Oh, my God. And then I think if I'm remembering this correctly, I feel like you were the last one to leave the call. Yeah. And you were, like, her face before I left. Oh my god, yeah, because I saw people just start to pop out of the Zoom call, and I was like, Nathan, 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 what's happening, Nathan? Oh my god, and so, and the girl who plays Safi was like, oh my god, oh my god, everybody's leaving, and I'm like, no, <laughs> it'll be okay. Yeah, very, very, it was, very funny. It was dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little bit of a evil DM in that moment. It wasn't too awful, um you know, the, the content of that, but it was, uh, it was very, very dramatic, um, and, uh, led to a lot of fun and, uh, you know, was great. being on online, being able to have that, um, ability to do that when you can't just step away from the table. If you can, if you need to have this private moment, you know, think about like, uh, if anyone watches critical role, like Matt will get up and come whisper something in someone's ear um, or if you're at a home game, you can be like, hey, can you step into the room with me and we'll, like, RP this real quick? Um, this is, like, something that's very separate from other people. Um, it's very cool. And being able to have that, like, no one else heard it. It's one person that was involved heard it. And now they have to not only decide when to, um, but they're going to have to remember it well enough to relate all the information that they may have gained and insighted um, back to the party. Um very cool <laughs> but it was uh yeah very very fun i don't even remember how we got on this topic but <laughs> zoom calls muting people that's how we're yeah. i'm back i'm back <laughs> it's fine um yeah and there's one more a definite do not do and that it relates to things we've already said but i feel like it's something that we need to specify even more do not take serious moments and make inappropriate or poor taste jokes about that thing. Yeah. Now, this is also a very situational thing um, because there's sometimes when, like, a good joke can lighten the mood, but this is talking about it in a bad way, yeah. making a joke about it in a bad way. Um because, I mean, we'll, we'll go back to the example that we always use, Nathan's campaign. When my character was having a really traumatic moment um, with her parents, she had her owlbear Pip with her. And the parents were talking about how they can't have a baby. They've been trying to have another baby, and they haven't been able to, and they've been so lonely. And I'm... My mom is, like, falling in love with my little owlbear pet. And one of the other players was like, you should really give her the owlbear. 
You'd, I mean, she's lonely. Yeah, you should give her the owlbear. I'm like, I am not giving my owlbear to my mother. It's not happening. I'm, <laughs> I worked so hard for this owlbear. I'm not giving it away. Um, and that that was funny because it went with the moment. It was a joke that went with the moment that gave us a little bit of reprieve from the heaviness of what was being said and what was going on. Um, yeah. Well, when we talk about the poor taste, if that player would have been like, Morgan, you're a real piece of shit if you don't give that for, give your mom that. Like, Yeah. Like, there's like, like even if they meant it in a joking matter, saying things like that and being like, there, there's ways to go about that kind of light humor. Like, oh shit, you're going to have to give up the owlbear. Ha 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 is funny. But being like, wow, yeah. Tempest must be a freaking awful person if she doesn't do this. It's kind of like, wow, okay, like now you're making me as a player feel awful. <laughs> I already right. feel awful. Like, like Nathan's already been evil to me, basically. <laughs> and now you're making me feel bad. Thanks. Right. Like, and if somebody is having a serious moment and then you're like fucking off in the corner, like don't take away from that person's moment. Don't, don't do that. No. Yeah, it's, it's important to... Um, take things seriously. That's really what it comes down to is when, when there's something, if everyone's sitting here joking and they're having conversations with Floop the Poop Goblin, then cool. No no worries. Like, have, have dumb jokes. Be goofing off a little bit. But when you're in these, like, like you know, for like the example we've used it of the session we had with, like, uh, Morgan's character Tempest visiting her hometown and it was, like, these very heavy story beats. Um, and like, I really respect like all, the, all of our, my players and uh, you know, Morgan's co-players of like respecting those moments, taking time to be a little funny when it was needed and necessary. Um, but letting those moments have their weight, letting them have their moment and time to shine um, was important because if they would have just been like, you know, sitting there and like Morgan's having this conversation with her mom of like, you know them like missing her and like not being able to have another kid and then one of the other players is just like this sucks like i would have been like dude like let's get the fuck out yeah, right like, now <laughs> you're kicked out of the zoom call bye and, you know just, that's like that's just you know having that respect for other people is it's important it really is like that's that's what it comes down to is these things are important to build trust at the table and to create a welcoming and enjoyable environment to have this game at. Um, because as much as D&D is a game, there's a lot of um, weight and heaviness that can come along with a D&D game. And when you're not respecting that, um, it's taking a lot away from the game at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, just don't be a dick, man. <laughs> yeah, back to Alyssa's rule don't be a dick rule that's it really does come down to i do want to bring up one thing because it is important um there are a lot of neurodivergent folks out there um and by neurodivergent i mean people that have adhd depression anxiety things like that um the blanket term is neurodivergent and i am one of those people i have adhd and so sometimes I, like, 
in order to focus on things and be able to have like a track of where I'm going, I have to keep occupied. So, for example, right now, this, this is happening down below where you can see. I'm just like wrapping and unwrapping it around my finger. I'm fidgeting a lot because if I fidget, then I can focus. Um, and that doesn't make a lot of sense to people. I do the same thing. I'll like mindless, like I won't even look at my phone, but I'll sit here and I'll just like literally just scroll like up and down, up and down, up and down. Just something to keep my like the back of my mind busy while the front of my mind processes conversation. Um, so if there's an instance where one of your players is fidgeting a lot and they're moving a lot, um, sometimes they don't have their camera on because they're like moving a lot and they don't want to be distracting. Um, just have a conversation with them and be like, hey, what's up? I notice you're, tw you're fidgeting a lot. Um, you don't have to disclose that to me because that's an important thing. Not everybody likes to talk about it, um, but I'm, it's whatever for me. Um, but some people, some people have to fidget to be able to focus and people sometimes don't understand that um, doing something else helps me focus on something else. Yeah. Um, listening to music. Sometimes I'll listen to music um, during a session, and it doesn't mean that I'm not paying attention to you. It means that I that is keeping the back of my mind busy so that the front of my mind can pay attention. Yeah. Um, and that's that a lot of times you'll see me like moving the chair on stream or like I'll be fiddling with my hands and I'll just like look down for a second to see what I'm doing. I have my dice down here. So I've been like fucking with my dice container, just like closing and opening this. Yeah. Um, it's a thing. People yeah. do that. Um, and not everybody is the same way. I'm not saying everybody with ADHD is going to do that, but that is something that is something that I do. So be aware of that. They're not trying to be an asshole. They're not trying to be disrespectful. Um, I certainly am not trying to be disrespectful. It's just, you know, if you want uh, me to listen. pay attention, I got to do Morgan's something. just a little bit of a jerk, but most of the time it's not. No. <laughs> Listen, I try my hardest, okay? Um, I just wanted to make sure I got that out there because yeah, no, I feel like important. that's something that's very important for some people to understand. As long as um, you are respectful of the fact that whatever the your fidget, your thing you do um, is still respectful to everybody else, you know? And, like, if it's something that can be a little disruptive but it's really necessary, like, have that conversation with everybody and make sure that they know that, like, um, if when you're talking, you know, you unmute your mic or something, if you're playing online, there might be a little bit of music in the background. It's not that you're ignoring everyone. It's just something that keeps you focused. Like, um, make sure everyone's aware of that. You know, that's that's important. You know, you don't have to even, like, like Morgan said, you don't always have to even um, just, you know, words. You don't have to explain yourself. You can just say, like, hey, like, this is something that um, – is something I need to do, and that's all you need to give. Yeah, like this is something that I need to do, and if it bothers you, let me know, and I can try to find something different. Um, I know that a lot of the things I do, I try to do things that don't make noise or do anything like that so it doesn't disrupt anybody. Um, but if I would ever do something that would make noise or be audible or like visible and annoy people, I would try and find something different. I would change it. Um, you just got to be honest. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, again, like I said, that's that's what's important. It's just making sure that whatever you're doing still has respect, and that's what matters. So we have a question here, and basically this whole topic um, came from a friend on Discord called Work in Progress, and they posed a question to us that we are going to read and answer on stream. If you would like to do the same thing, join our Discord. Give us a topic. Give us some questions. We'll answer them on stream and call you out. Not call you out. We'll, Shout you out. Yeah. Huh? Shout you out is, I think, Shout the, you the out. terminology That's... that you were looking for. <laughs> that um, is. Well, it's because we call each other out all the time. Yeah. Uh, we're just used to calling each other out. We don't mean we don't try to call you guys out. We shout you guys out. We call each other out. Except for our mods. We'll call out our mods. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So work in progress says, I play a game and I just started running a game. I've got plenty of experience with both. However, I'm noticing the game I play in tends to go onto side tangents a lot that eat up like half the session completely op- off the topic of D&D. There's multiple per night, including the DM sometimes. I'm worried this is going to bleed over to the new table I'm running because one of my players is at this new table. How do I set the expectations straight at the new table and possibly get the table I play in to stop spurring off into random tangents? So we, we've already talked about this a little bit. Um, as the DM, you have control over some of that. If it's at your table, set those expectations. And we, we talked about how we're going to definitely do an episode on this. Session zero, session zero, session zero. Have a session zero. Set those rules out. If you need to put put the don't be a dick rule out, put the don't be a dick rule out and ex- put that out in your session zero. Have everyone on the same page. Um, and uh, say, like, hey, like, if you're going to go off topic, if you're going to do this and this, then we're going to call the don't be a dick rule to the table and we're going to call you out for it and we're going to move on from it. Um, it's hard when it's not your table if you know to stop something at another table if there's issues like that the best thing i would say is to have a conversation with that dm about hey this is something that i'm not enjoying in the game is there any way we could try to rein this back in um but again like i said when you're the dm you have kind of a little bit of that say over the table so at your table i would again just session zero session zero session zero super important Put that out there. Say, hey, this is not something that we do at my table. Um, we're going to keep things on the rails a little bit more. Um, maybe not story-wise. You guys are free to do whatever you want in the game. But as far as uh, keeping the game moving along, we want to be doing that. So, And then, uh, yeah, if, if it doesn't seem like it's something that um, somebody's going to want to listen to, pull them aside and have that conversation. Um, and you, know, you don't have to be... A jerk about it or anything just say hey like uh you know i know that like sometimes we do this at in our other game but um i've been i really want to run like a little bit more serious of a game where we're more on topic um yeah yeah and <laughs> there we go with our sixth sense thing again saying the same thing um <laughs> it's here's the thing i have kind of established myself as an evil DM. I'm not completely evil, but I'm kind of evil. <laughs> and <laughs> if 
if you set those expectations out and you have everybody say, okay, yes, I agree. And then you get into the session and it starts happening. You know what you do? If you're at the table, then you pick up a handful of D20s, stick them over your, uh, help me out, Nathan. I'm confused. (laughs) You take a handful of dice. Yeah. From behind your DM screen. DM screen. Those are the words I was looking for. I was so confused. I'm sorry. Roll them on the table. They ask, what was that? And you say, I don't know. Pick the (laughs) dice up. Put them behind the screen. Now you can decide what to do with those dice rolls. Do they... And it doesn't have to be D20s. It can be like D4s, D6s, whatever. For disrupting the campaign and throwing it off topic for so long, do they now subtract those D4s from their next skill check? Uh, Do they subtract that from their next initiative? Um, Things like that, that will impact their gameplay. Now, some people think that's a little evil. And yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little evil. So you can just roll some D20s and it really be nothing and just freak them out, you know? Bring things in to say, hey, this is not okay and you're going to be reprimanded for it. Throw a book at them. <laughs> Throw a book at them. That works too. Pick a, pick a good one um, too. Don't, don't pick up uh, something small. Get like... <laughs> I guess like I guess like all the pretty much all the like fifth edition D and D books are the same size. I can't think of a large, large one. Um, Do we know how big Tasha's cauldron is yet? Do we know if that's a particularly thick with three C's book? (laughs) We're definitely gonna be talking about that book when it comes out. I'm so excited about it. Yes, yes. Um, I'm very excited. Um, As far as the issue with the tangents in the session where you're a player, that's something where you're going to have to talk to the DM and say, hey, this is really bothering me. Um, This is really taking away from my enjoyment of the campaign. This is something that I feel like we need to address as a group. Um, If you could do that, I would appreciate it. That's about as far as you can go of really doing something about it. Um, because the only other step is to force the conversation back into whatever you guys were doing before you went on the tangent. So you're doing something and then they go off on a tangent. And while they're in this tangent, you just go and say, well, anyways, so doing this thing and I want to roll an investigation check. Maybe you just go full chaos to really piss your DM off. Like everyone's <laughs> off topic and you go, I punched the king in the face. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then they're like, I wait, you do child. what? There's a, there's a child. I, I kill it. Can I sleight of hand the child? <laughs> uh, Morgan. <laughs> I don't know if I like that one. That seems inappropate. <laughs> Just teasing. Listen, uh, <laughs> Just teasing. Nathaniel, I will use the name you hate. Dang, it's there uh, again. Um, 
The Bearded Gamer Show says, we used to have a warning system and had full off-topics during the food break. I would also argue that the story could not be that engrossing if players are distracted from it. And you have a point there. Yeah. If your players are getting distracted so much so that they will derail the campaign on a non-D&D topic for hours, then maybe you need to revisit your campaign. Um, and Bearded Gamer Service says it's got to be about pacing, right? And you're right. It does have to be about pacing because if you... If you pack a session full of intrigue and encounters and role play, and then the next session is just traveling for four days and you're not doing anything, then your players are going to get bored and they're going to go on tangents. They're going to get distracted. They're not going to have as much fun. And so you really have to find that balance of what's going on in the campaign but at the same time as a player, you have to have that respect of sometimes it's not going to be perfect. Um, sometimes you're not going to have a great stream, and sometimes your players are going to just take something and run with it, and you have to figure out how to rein that back in. Yeah. And, yeah, like I think kind of, you know, the question here was really kind of leaning at the end of, like, hoping to not bring that energy to their new table. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, set those expectations. The expectations are important. Um, me and uh, what was uh, Morgan's line earlier? Now I already forgot it. Um, dang it. If so. you don't say your expectations out for somebody, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're always going to fall short of them. Yeah, that's what it was. Morgan's on it. Slogan for my t-shirt. Put that in the quote section of our Discord channel. If you're not in the Discord channel, go ahead and join that. Link is down below the stream um, and on all of our social medias. But yeah, if you don't set your expectations forward, people will always fall short of them. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. Your, that's your druidic wisdom for the day. That's, that's the truth, though. That's the truth, though. Um, I think we have time for one more thing. Let's get into our last thing today, which is our segment called <laughs> Shenantics. Today's Shenantics story is from Maud Mischief. She says, My barbarian has a magic item called Ring of the Adventurous Limb which is a ring that if worn on a hand, the entire arm will vanish. It will return after a 24 hours have elapsed with something. You have to roll a d10. One is a tattoo on the arm. Two, your arm is injured. Three, you gained a ring, probably a wedding ring. Four, the ring is missing. And five to ten, nothing special. We, as a group, are currently running through the town, away from the town guards, and my character is also currently invisible. So I say my usual phrase of, So, I have a question. And I could feel my DM face palming. I wanted to slip the ring onto one of the guards in the hope of causing said guard to be absolutely freaked that his arm disappeared. So I was asked to roll a stealth, and alas... My character isn't stealthy. She's a barbarian. 
I rolled poorly, and so she missed, and the guards were able to sort of know that there was something near them. Oops. Thankfully, my DM was gracious enough to let me roll to see if I could hold on to the ring instead of dropping it, so then my barbarian has to book it away. <laughs> see, I, lo- I love this, like, use of this most, like, random and funny magic item to do something crazy, but it also just failing on you because your <laughs> your character isn't quite built to do what you're trying to make it do. It's like, uh, you know, oh, I want to do something stealthy, but you're the barbarian. But you happen <laughs> to be invisible, so it's possible that you could pull this off, but uh, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, shenantics is our... our uh, our home game shenanigans like this is this is full shenanigan energy of like you're running away you could just keep running away and you're like hey i have an idea <laughs> exactly the also the <laughs> just the fact that you have a ring of the adventurous limb first of all great name love the name second of all your arm vanishes And then 24 hours later, you either have a tattoo, an injured arm, a wedding ring, a missing ring, or nothing special. Like, what is the purpose (laughs) of the Ring of the Adventurous Limb? I I need, I got to know. How come every time we have a shenantic story... Now a couple weeks was that two weeks ago we did the last <laughs> one and it was both yeah. both times the uh, the mod that was we were talking about the story of wasn't here because last time it was Alyssa's game we were talking about and Alyssa wasn't here and this time it's Solace and Solace isn't here. Oh man, we'll figure it out. We'll find out on our Discord server uh, what all that's about. But great story. I, I love shenanigans. I love reading about your shenanigans. Yeah, if you so guys have a, uh, have done anything uh, crazy in your games, shenanigans-wise, uh, pop in the Discord. There's a, one of the channels is called Shenantics, and you can drop your story there to have it read on, our, uh, on the podcast, and we'll talk about it and uh, get to enjoy your shenanigans with you guys because... Uh, me and Morgan are full shenanigans about ninety nine thousand percent of the time. So um, <laughs> we we just want more, and it just feeds into our own shenanigans. So we love it. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna wrap it up, guys. Uh, I think that we really need to um, just remember when you're trying to be polite and have a lot of etiquette at the table. Um. Just respect your other players and don't be a dick. That's what it comes down to. Um, yeah. You know, this is one of those topics that's kind of easy in a way. Like, don't be a dick. That's that's a lot of what it comes down to. There's a little bit of finesse in different situations and things you can do to avoid um, and be a little bit more respectful with everybody. But when it really comes down to it, put yourself in the other player's shoes. Would you want that to happen to you and your player uh, or your character? And... Just don't be a dick. That's that's kind of the whole thing. Uh, make sure you guys, uh, if you follow us on iTunes, make sure you rate and review us on there. That super helps out the podcast. Um, and uh, follow us on all our social medias. 
Um, you can find them uh, in the description on Twitch or if you come and join our Discord. Uh, we're pretty much Rule of Cool Pod or Rule of Cool Podcast everywhere. Um, and you can find the podcast itself real quick and easy on ruleofcoolpod.com. That will take you right to our hosting website where you can follow us uh, and see everywhere that the podcast is listed um, and listen to us there. Again, that's ruleofcoolpod.com. Nice and easy. Uh, and that about wraps us up for the day. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Yeah. This has been another episode of the Rule of Cool podcast. Thanks so much for joining. Bye. Bye. Let's play D&D. Let's play D&D, our favorite RPG. Escape your life and play pretend with no real consequences. Let's play D&D.